I am Camille Johnson, and this is Finding the Floor. Stories and reflections of midlife motherhood, family, and finding meaning in it all. Join me as I share a little piece of my life and figure out what I want to be when I grow up. Hey everyone, welcome to Finding the Floor. This is episode 120, and today I'm going to take a look back at the past year. First, I hope you guys had a very Merry Christmas and are enjoying a little bit more of a mellow week. I have really loved having my kids home. This is the first Christmas since 2017 that we have all been together because my older two served missions like right one after another. And yeah, so it's been so fun to have everybody home and a little bit chaotic. But again, sometimes that's so fun. We've been able to sing and just do a lot of fun things while they're home. And we still have a little bit of while till my older two have to go back to school. So I hope all of you have had a very Merry Christmas and yeah, are enjoying some relaxing days. So today, before I get into my reflection, so one thing about Christmas that I just been a new insight or just like a new, yeah, just a new insight and it's been mostly about the shepherds. So I'll give you a little bit of context of how this came about. So in... The Come Follow Me study, kind of the week of Christmas, it was discussing like what are the symbols from the Old Testament that are pointing us to Christ. And so we were sitting down as a family and discussing some of those. And we were talking about Abraham and Isaac. And then I was like, and I think it's true that like Abraham, Isaac, the mountain that they climbed to that he almost got sacrificed on actually was like Golgotha. Is that right? And I can't remember if we looked it up and my husband was like, well, I don't know if that's right. And I was like, well, that would just make sense. Like, if you think of all the great stories or the great movies, how they all kind of come back and have these shadows and type. And then you have these cool like themes or things that come back, you know, things that meet at this really important point. And so I was like, if screenwriters and authors are blessed with this gift, figure that out. And they're blessed with it because of our Heavenly Father. So wouldn't he, who probably is the greatest storyteller ever, have all these things kind of come around for his greatest purpose of his son coming to the earth? So anyway, we were thinking about that. So then we were talking about the lambs and how that too kind of had this like, real important meaning that I just really don't think I understood. And it kind of comes around to that same thing, this type. So obviously a lamb is a type of Christ. Like with the Passover, they sacrificed a lamb so that they could get passed over and not be killed by the last plague that came through with the Egyptians. And that lamb, that Passover lamb, continually was celebrated ever since then. And then as we were talking about this, my husband was mentioning how when Christ was born at the time, it was lambing season, like where these 
ewes were being born, and the shepherds, who normally wouldn't stay out with the flocks at night, were there because there were many lambs who were giving birth. And they had to make sure that any of these firstborn lambs were protected and were like unblemished, even all the lambs, you know, and that they even had the swaddling clothes, swaddling bands that they would wrap around the lambs to make sure that they wouldn't hurt themselves because right after they're born, they like sort of thrash around and that would prevent them from hurting themselves. So the angel first appears to the shepherds who have been certifying the firstborn lamb for the Passover for years. And they come and appear to the shepherds who have been taught about this sign for generations, passing it down from father to son and family, maybe even daughters, like all of them taking care of these lambs. And I just thought it was so cool. So here the angel appears and tells them to look for a sign, which they've been seeing as the firstborn unblemished lamb of a child born in a manger in swaddling clothes. And then they go and they are the first ones to see Christ being born. It's like almost their purpose. They had to certify And then they shared that with everybody else. Anyway, I just thought that was a really cool insight that I just hadn't really understood before. Maybe you guys know that, but I just thought, wow, it's so cool how there's all these cool ways that our Heavenly Father is constantly trying to point us to Christ through the scriptures, you know, as he's the greatest storyteller and all these symbols pointing us to our Savior, Messiah. Okay, so very cool. All right. Now to thinking about and looking back at this past year, it was really fun to just quickly go back and be like, oh, what were the podcasts that I started with this past year? And kind of look through and see all the books and what I spent time on talking with you guys about this year and learning with you. And gosh, it was just so fun. And I see how far I've come and also how far I need to go and some things that I've kind of forgotten to follow up on that I need to work on a little more. But I'm just going to go over a few of my favorite things. And if you haven't listened or if you're kind of coming into my podcast new, these are some of the ones from this year that I really, really enjoyed. Started out this past year, 2022, looking at the book Atomic Habits. And I have actually was thinking this week and I started listening to it again. I was like, oh, I should review this so I can think about maybe some goals or things that I want to do for the next year. And I just was reminded and I kind of forgot about this big accident that James Clear, the author, had when he was in high school. He got hit by a baseball bat and had to like relearn a lot of things, which is why he started with these small, simple habits and it just helped him grow and be better. And it's kind of how this whole book kind of evolved as a result of this accident. I was just forgot about that really kind of important beginning of the story. So if you, you know, listen to those or read the book again or listen to it again, I think that that one's really good. I think a couple things that stood out to me that I've used a lot this year is kind of tacking on something I want to 
start doing, like a habit that I'm already doing with something I want to do. So we call this that habit stacking. And the other thing that I've also done a lot and is like the reward of doing stuff that I don't really want to do. So kind of helping me to do things by giving myself a reward. Um, And he just talks about the whole process of how habits start and how we can be better at just like doing small things and being patient with the process that it, it always takes a little bit longer, I think, than we think things should take, you know, like getting in shape or, um, you know, we, you do things for a while and you think things should change faster than they are. But as you keep doing them, you're just growing into that person who I think what he calls it is who more frequently chooses to do this type of thing than not. So Reminds me of my making my bed. I'm still doing that, or I'm doing that most days, I should say. Some days I haven't been making my bed, but most days I choose to make my bed. So Atomic Habits, that one was really a fun one to start out with the year to really think about. And then I also had this concept that, I don't know if it's really unique for me, but maybe me pulling it together, but this, the four C's. Cultivate, create, contribute, and consume. And so we've been trying, you know, to get our kids to consume less and create, cultivate, and contribute more. Like, you know, I was trying to like consume and create, but there are other things like that we can do, which is why I added the four C's. You know, we cultivate relationships or we cultivate a garden, we cultivate our talents just all those things, what are we doing to really cultivate those and how I believe cultivating, creating and contributing really helps us with our like, I don't know, our happiness or our emotional state. I just feel like sometimes as we consume and consume and consume, you're just never satisfied. And as you cultivate, create and contribute, there's this feeling of like this building up and this you build a little more confidence as you continue to do those things. So that's kind of my thing that I've been trying to help my kids think about consuming less and cultivating, creating and contributing more. So yeah, that podcast was earlier, I believe in February. Okay. And then I just really loved the book by Ellen Hendrickson, How to Be Yourself, which is all about social anxiety. And I don't personally have like what we they would call a capital S. I've not been diagnosed with social anxiety, but all of the things that she talks about really affects all of us at one point, even if we're just nervous about going out or we may not just struggle going out at all, but I think there are times in our lives where we struggle in social situations and how she just gives a lot of different tools and the idea that sometimes you just have to work through the fear and keep going and the rejection and all that, and that helps you become stronger. And then I also loved at the end of the book how she talks about cultivating friendships or you know making friends. And sometimes I think helping our kids understand that there is a bit of this, this action of like, you have to make an effort and your friends need to make an effort. And it's just back and forth of working on your friendships. Friendships don't like automatically happen. You're not best friends all at once. Maybe you'll have some instances where you become friends really quickly, but 
usually it's because you're like, you meet them and then you share little bits of yourself and are more willing to share more and more bits of yourself. And that's how you grow a friendship, you know, taking things to the next level. And I just think her book was so good. I've signed up for her newsletter. She puts one out um, twice a month. So you just get an email twice a month and she just has great actionable tips or ideas for you. If things are, you know, harder socially or it's just really good. That book, I've really, really enjoyed. Okay, the other concept that I (laughs) really loved thinking about was the idea of pet peeves. Like that was one episode that I was like, I'm going to talk about pet peeves. And I mentioned how I have this pet peeve of my kids not putting the hand towel in the bathroom or even the dish towels in the kitchen. Like they cannot put it back on the hook or the bar. I don't know what the problem is. But then the idea of a pet peeve is that we have this annoyance and then we just nurture it. We think it's like okay to just nurture this annoyance. And I've noticed that I've just been putting the hand towels back and I've been trying to not nurture that annoyance still happening. I'm still working on it, but like maybe it is just my job to put all the hand towels on the hook. Just like Byron Katie mentioned, like her job was to pick up the socks. She thought it was her kid's job, but maybe it's just her job and maybe not nurturing some of these pet peeves that helps us like get rid of some of those like intense annoyances of our lives. Okay, and then another thing I talked about this year was procrastination and how procrastination has a lot to do with not wanting to deal with the feelings that come up when you have to do whatever thing. And it, I think, goes back to like a little bit of the social anxiety. The more you put something off, the worse it seems it is. Just like the more you don't want to go out or, um, you know, you make things seem worse, whereas just like, getting through it, like dealing with whatever emotion or negative thing that you don't want to deal with. Like for me, I've noticed I really haven't been as good about decluttering. I was better last year about doing that once, you know, once a week, I'd have my declutter time and I tried to move different days this year. And I just noticed that I didn't really have like a good goal or plan. I think that's part of my problem. And then I wouldn't really want to deal with this idea of like, oh, I have to like go into this room and make these decisions. And sometimes I don't even know what I want to do. And so I would just avoid it. And so I've noticed how that procrastination really is not necessarily like the action is hard. I just don't want to deal with a lot of the emotional or the decision making that comes with it. So this year, my goal is to get better with my decluttering and to like organize my storage room for real and then to put systems in place so it can stay that way. (sighs) Okay, so another episode that I really loved too was I was sharing a little bit about my acapella group that I was in and learning how singing can be this icebreaker with people or how the reason I feel like we got so close so quickly Part of it is because we were singing and there are these hormones that get released when you're singing and then you're more willing to share as you're singing because you have these like, I don't know, mixing of voices and all the cool things that happen. So that was just a fun thing to learn about singing in general and how I love how we usually sing in church as a way to bond us together. 
and bring in the spirit. And most churches have singing wherever you are and how that really does the singing somehow unites us, which is so cool. Okay, then I celebrated my 100th episode, which is crazy to think like today is 120 and I'm already 20 beyond 100. And it's, I guess, a real testament or testimony to just keeping on going, like doing small things. Like I just put out one episode every week. And I have been doing that now for almost three years. It's kind of crazy to think like, I remember starting January of 2020, I started recording and then I didn't actually release my first podcast, I think till that April, but it's just cool. Just, you know, you just keep going and you'll get to where you need to go. Sometimes I feel that with driving, like when we drive and go west, you know, it's, it's so long and it takes so much time, but I'm always like, you know, if you just get in your car and start driving, you can get so many places. Like in a day, you can totally get, and in less than a day, you can get a lot of different places. It's just been fun to like learn this whole process of putting out a podcast. I'm grateful to all of you for listening. And so that was fun to celebrate number 100. Okay, and then pretty much a majority of the summer and part of the fall was all about the seven habits of highly effective people by Stephen R. Covey. What a great thing that was for me for sure. I created my mission statement. I really feel like it was done in such a slow way that I could really think about it and take it in deep. And so much so that this year, I'm going to have a few episodes throughout the year kind of pointing out some of the principles that I feel like are in other books that are just pointing us to these principles of, you know, like proactivity and begin with the end in mind and um, the win-win principle and abundance and all those different things, all these different aspects of um, the seven habits. Synergy, you know, right now I, I'm probably not going to remember all seven of them, but I just loved learning about them. I loved this new way of planning that I do almost every week. And thinking about who I want to be in my roles and goals, and then put tasks that I want to do within those roles and goals, and just thinking about that in a different way. Like, who do you want to become? Your mission statement, and how are you making that possible? So, this year I'm going to do a little bit more of like pointing out um, ways and different books that will help you as you kind of like live the seven habits. So for instance, in January, I'm going to talk a little bit about sharpening the saw and a couple of different things that I've discovered that might help you sharpen your saw a little bit better. Okay, then another thing that I shared with you guys is just my struggle with follow through with my kids in like things that we like doing the dishes and doing jobs. And I think following through with your kids is just a constant struggle like as because things constantly change and each week tends to be different and someone's sick and then you've got a I mean think about December was just a mess (laughs) with between concerts and holiday parties and all the things like I think we generally would help clean up as a group like there wasn't really assigned dishes or 
But I was like, gosh, who needs to do their laundry? Those days were lost and getting rooms clean. And anyway, all those things kind of have fallen by the wayside a bit over the holidays. But I'm ready to just kind of jump back on and try to do my best to be better at following through. And I have a goal this year to have a monthly meeting with my kids as we um, really talk about goals and things that they want to accomplish this year and just trying to do that every month and see where they're going, see how things are going and then also trying to touch base just once a week as well. So I'll tell you how that ends up. It is a constant battle, this whole making sure to follow through. Then I just really enjoyed discovering the book, The Speed of Trust, thinking about trust in a whole new way And I honestly felt like there were some places where I had to grow and I had to like apologize and sincerely work on a couple things with some family members and probably need to keep working on them. But just a lot of the concepts and ideas in that book have really helped me think about trust in a new way and how to build it, maintain it and strengthen it and how I need to work and make sure I'm full of integrity and have those four cores. I mean, that book is mostly geared towards business people, but how important it is in our personal lives. Just, I was thinking the other day, so my son had to get a work permit because he wants to work. And I can't remember if I mentioned this before. So, but he had to get a work permit and he had to go to the school and have his principal and counselor sign it. And then we had to take it to the doctor and have the doctor sign it. And I was like, why don't we just sign it and say, hey, we're good with our son being able to work. But because of all these different laws that have been put in place to make sure that our children don't work too much, that trust, that that time it took, it took him like a month to figure out how to get all these signatures and where they needed to go and you know, he just wanted to work a couple days a week. <laughs> what a process. And that if we had trust, even with like some of these organizations, like as parents, and that maybe if they knew us, they'd be like, oh yeah, we totally, you know, we'll have your son work for us. Looking back, those are some of my highlights from this year. It was just really fun to look back and see all the things, all the books and the topics I've talked about this year. And you know, sprinkled throughout were stories about our family. And I'm just grateful of the things I'm learning. I'm just grateful for all of you for being willing to listen. This year, I'm going to try to do a newsletter. And I haven't decided if it's going to be weekly or just twice a month. But if you're interested and you want to be part of my newsletter, I know I've mentioned this before in previous episodes, and um, but I'm just going to make it pretty simple. If you're interested, just send me an email. I have my email address. It should be in your podcast description. And you can just send me a quick email and say, hey, I want to be included in your newsletter. I'm hoping to grow it this year and also grow my podcast. And I would love your help in doing that because I'm so grateful for you guys taking the time each week to listen And yeah, so have a super fantastic New Year's Eve and a happy new year. So fun that next year we get to begin again and think of all new things that we can grow and just, I don't know, have fun beginning this next 
year of 2023. So join me again next week, and I guess I'll see you next year. All right, guys. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have any questions, come by findingthefloor.com, where I will have show notes and links for anything I've mentioned today. Special thanks to Seth Johnson for creating and performing the theme music. Come back next week, and thanks for listening. 